Today is a special edition of Timmy's Range of Opinions. Happy Mother's Day! Happy Mother's Day to all the here and there. With the moms with blonde to black and gray hair. And the moms in the middle with different colored hair. I don't know. Dun, dun, dun. Happy Mother's Day throughout all the world. Let's hope next year is a better world to have a Mother's Day on so we can see each other. Happy Mother's Day to all the mothers. Dun, 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 dun. Happy Mother's Day. Welcome to a special edition of Timmy's Rage of Opinions. And today we're going to talk about my Rage of Opinions of... The range of mothers in my life. Okay, not really a range of mothers. It's all the mothers I know. Not all of them, because that would take forever. But specific people in my life who have been like mothers to me. In different ways, or just mothers in general. First, we'll start out with my mother. Coming in. Five foot five. Weight, very skinny. Blonde hair, but still natural. Her name is Jan. And she has a plan. Okay, back to being serious here. My mom. She was actually born in Canada, so yeah. Sorry, Canada. We had to take her. She didn't want to be there. We took her back. It's America. This is America. Sorry. So my mom, she was a school teacher for I think over 35 years. So she's had many kids in her life that have come and gone have, who have probably seen her in some way as a mother figure. All the kids I ever talked to and like who I joke around with like, oh man, you have to deal with my mom this whole year? Like, I feel bad for it. They're always like, wow, she's, she's the best teacher I've ever had. And that's like all the mom, I and mean, that's like, it's like all the kids I know. None of them ever have anything bad to say about her, which is a testament to my mother. And her, I had my mom for school actually in pre-K four. So we had a lot of fun. I don't remember exactly everything we did, but, you know, I was only four years old, but I imagine you taught us the ABCs. We stopped at C, because three letters is enough. Come on, come on. I'm just a four-year-old. Anyway, you know, my mama dropped me off and my grandparents beforehand, so I go over for pre-K, uh, afternoon pre-K. So that was always a lot of fun to be there with my mom, like I had my mom as my first teacher. It didn't help in kindergarten, like the separation, you know. I was super close to my mom as a kid, and like when I left that, uh, when I left for kindergarten, you know, it's still the same school, but it was, I was up one floor. And I remember the first couple of days I was crying because I missed my mom, you know, if you, like other kids, like, you know, their moms go home. My mom was actually still there. So, you think I'd get over it. I mean, I did get over it. At least I hope. But, 
Yep, it was pretty cool to have your mom as your first teacher. My mom, she's always been there for me. She's always been there to help me out whenever I need. Like, and she always knows if something's wrong, you can tell. Even like if I don't really want to talk about it or something. But talking about it usually helps. And she's been through some of the same situations that I have with in life. So it's always good to have her around. Obviously, <laughs> and it's been a weird time, like not being able to see them as much. And I thank her for going out and getting groceries for my grandmother and I, and all the stuff she's done for us. Because you know, like, I don't want to risk going too many places right now and getting my grandmother sick, because she's obviously, in, you know, in the higher category of getting worse kind of COVID. So, I remember uh, back in the old days, my mom and I used to always watch Leave it to Beaver together. We watch all these, mostly Leave it to Beaver, but just all these shows. And since apparently I was the easiest baby she ever had, like, you know, I fell asleep just like that and, you know, I just slept through the night. And I still do that today. I still do that today. I love to sleep. And it started from day one, apparently. I was just a good sleeper. So you're welcome, mother. <laughs> but being the youngest kid, you know, it's kind of cool because by the time I come around, like, you know, like, my brothers probably couldn't watch shows like The Simpsons when they were five, six years old, but I could because, you know, they were watching it. I got two older brothers who were... Uh, like, if I was five, they're eight years old, ten years old time, so they might be watching some cartoon that, you know, like, oh, that they, that I couldn't watch until I was their, their age, like, back when they were my age, but since they were older, it didn't matter as much, because I was going to hear it eventually anyway, and it wasn't bad, it's not like, I watched, watched terrible things, as it's like, looking back on it now, like, it's, it's not bad at all. Like, really, like, there's, like, no cursing. It's just funny storylines. And, like, when you're a kid, you don't even no notice, like, the, you know, other kind of uh, uh, jokes. Like, as I got older, I grew to appreciate, you know, stuff more because you get the jokes. Anyway, back to my mom. <laughs> Sorry. I go on tangents. I didn't really write out a script for this because I figured I might as well code from my heart. My heart still beating. But, like, I remember one time I got a letter from my mom in the mail. I thought it was a care package or something when I was at Salisbury. But it turned out to be a mountain CD. And I was like, oh, great, thanks. That's what I wanted. But even though I've never, like, really admitted to her, I listened to that CD, and it helped me out a lot. Because, like, I think I, I like, went through a rough time with not uh dating this one girl that I liked a lot and she it was it was a CD about being single and how you know it's not that bad no like there's good and bad to both and being single is fine and eventually you may find someone may not 
I'm still stuck in the may find someone, may not, but that's life. Whatever. But my parents have always been there and like to help. Like if my mom has called in, let's go back a little bit. Like I suffer from really bad panic attacks when driving, especially when driving like on highways. Besides that, like it doesn't really affect me too much anymore, thankfully. But driving on highways is just like all of a sudden, I just can't do it. Like until, you know, I was like 24, 25, I was, I never loved it, but you know, I'd drive to Salisbury and back all the time. And I wouldn't be terrified. Like, you know, like if I were to go out right now on the highway, I'd be just terrified out of my mind. And it's like my mom has kind of experienced some of that in her life as well. So she's someone good to talk to with about that but she actually called in like the radio shows and like asked them their opinions on you know what I should do and she's always there like reach you know reaching out and see how I'm doing with everything seeing if I'm you know having a bad day of my panic and stuff like that and even though like you know I haven't lived with her for over four years now you know she's still literally a block away from where I live. So we still see her a lot and even though we don't like the same TV shows and everything, you know, she still watches some gold rush with my dad and I or sports and you know, it's always been especially the past couple of years it's we've grown more back to together. Like, you know, when you're a kid you Yeah, yeah, like you love your mom a lot and you have your kind of rebellious years where, you know, you still love your mom, obviously, but you're like, whatever, I'll do what I want. Like, this is my world. But like over the past couple of years, like, I think that, like I've mellowed out and like she's mellowed out and things have been, you know, it's been easier to talk to each other. And I appreciate her always being there and understanding like the panic attacks and stuff like that and everything I've been through and I appreciate her always you know offering me a ride down to go see my brother in Colombia hold on sorry about that my grandma called someone delivered something so anyway I forget exactly what I was talking about but I know I talked about my mom, I forget exactly where I was. But anyway, it's from the heart anyhow. As I said, she's always been there for me and you know, if I got bad grades, she was always there to you know, not like be be mean, but just like tell me like, yeah, if you're gonna get bad grades, you ain't gonna do anything in your life. And I know like you know. Like we've ra she raised Brad, who's very successful and is doing great things in uh in uh North Carolina. He's got a lovely wife and a lovely dog. And, you know, like he's a great guy. And so, and as well as my second uh, brother Adam. I guess, I don't know what I mean my second brother, but not like he's my middle brother. Brad's always Adam's middle, then I'm the youngest. Anyhow, 
and Adam, like, you know, Adam's awesome. He's one of my best friends, just like Brad is. Like, you know, Adam has done very well in his life, and Adam's, like, awesome at doing stuff such as, like, and Brad is as well, like, planting things, and Adam's, like, does cool stuff like building his own deck and things like that and you know without my mom teaching us like not like how to build a deck but you know to be proactive and do stuff on our own you know he probably couldn't have done that and Adam very well as well obviously to his lovely wife Alyssa and then they've given us a Lucas and Ellie, which are my niece and nephew, my mom's first grandkids, and she's, you know, she's just like the best grandmother. I've, I mean, I've got, she's got a big, she's got a, well, man, I can't talk right now, sorry, but she has a lot of rough competition because my grandmothers are great, but like, seeing my mom with Ellie and Lucas like it really shows like because I was the youngest I never saw her with really younger kids it's like it really shows me like how much you know she put effort she puts into it and like she, whenever she brings Lucas over to be watched or something she's like okay here's this stuff for today and all I have to do is that and this and this and so she's always on top of things and you know that, that's that's all they talk about nowadays they're so proud of their uh, grandkids so that's awesome to see that her and my dad you know are such great grandparents and I'm so happy for them to have Lucas and Ellie around to brag about and show people about so and thank my mom for all she did for me and like you know a lot of it I don't know not remember you know not remembering I'm just doing this off the top of my head because I thought it was just better from the heart. But she's done a lot for all, all the three of us, and we've all. I believe I don't want to sound like a cocky old kid. But I think we're all pretty good people. And now we have Anna and Alyssa and the family who are great people as well. So I hope that. We make her, you proud, Mom, and hope that we continue to make you guys proud, you and Dad, and I can't wait to see what comes in the future. So shout out to my mom. So next I'm gonna tell you about my grandma, Kay. She was born in Brooklyn. So hello, Brooklyn, how you doing? Sorry, from uh, song. So Grandma Kay, she's, she lives about two hours away. See that rhyme there, Dr. Seuss going on. And she's always, whenever we went up to her old house in Cherry Hill Lane, I believe, it might not be, she was always there like the, we stayed there at night when we were little kids till about, I don't know, probably till we were about 12 or 13 years old. And she was always there to help us out, like, every morning she'd make us something for breakfast and, you know, she'd, 
you'd always have something awesome to eat. I, I remember a lot, like a lot of Jimmy Dean sausages. That's what I remember for some reason. It sticks out in my mind. But like, it was always so fun. Like they had a really big house. Like this is the house that, you know, they raised their kids mostly in, you know, because eventually they settled down with my, her husband, my grandpa, being a pastor, they moved around from church to church for a while, but eventually they stayed in the same area and, and at the same church. So like, it was a nice big house. And so uh, my brothers and I had our own room we slept in. And so we had a lot of fun there, like <clears throat> making up games and playing with our cousins. And like grandma and grandpa was all, were always out there and always helping us like I remember doing Easter egg hunts at Grandma's Kay's house, and I remember her making this really good ice cream. And I remember one time I, uh, I was probably five, six years old. We were playing croquet, and I bashed John, my cousin Jonathan, in the head with a croquet mallet. Which, sorry, John, uh, but I remember for some reason I got uh, ice cream as well. I'm like, ice cream and I remember sprinkles. It's like, ah, uh, I'm like, huh. It's like, this turned out to be a pretty good day for me. Got the bash John the head and got Johnson. He, Johnson got sprinkles and ice cream as well. And maybe a concussion. I don't really know. We were just four or five years old. So back then you just walked things off. But I just remember grandma was always there to take care of us. And even as we got older, she'd always Whenever we'd go visit her, she'd always have something there to offer us, and you know, like she'd always have our some of our favorite kind of things, like our favorite sodas and our favorite snacks. And grandma, would, I remember, uh, and my grandma was the organist for many years at the church, at least the church that I knew where my grandpa was until he retired. Like I didn't know any of the other churches, but she was an organist, and she'd uh, come let us sit up there if we wanted to, and like you know, we were like up in the rafters, and it was really cool, and she she like sit with us and let us sit next to her while she played the organ. So that was always fun to see, like her doing her thing. Like she's a very talented uh, pianist. Like I never gotten to the music mode but you know our one of our our nephew one of our nephews uh or one of our grandkids is a very talented trombonist and now he's a teacher at school at a high school and he's done a lot of his own little shows and stuff so i imagine that she inspired him a little bit and i think i kind of remember i think she gave him lessons and i believe she, she gave my other cousin lessons as well. So, but like, since we didn't live up there, you know, like when we saw her, yeah, you know, I think I'd just, we'd just rather, rather spend time with her than, all right, you have made it up, it's lesson time, you know. We'd just rather have fun with them. And we had a lot of fun, like playing different games over the years. And then eventually we moved to sleep downstairs, like under the kitchen. 
she let us do all that and we just had, always had a great time at their house. <clears throat> and my grandma, sadly my grandpa passed away in 2012. My, uh, my grandpa Kay. That was very sad, but my grandma, you know, she's so strong and she kept going on for her life. And I know she misses them, but you know, what are you gonna do? But she's just been her same, same self. I'm sure it's been hard, but she's always positive and happy whenever I see her. She's always asking what we've been up to, like all, all us grandkids and how we've been doing. And like grandma's, she's really cool and like, she like watches like current TV shows. Like some people, you know, some grandmas, like my other grandma, grandma like doesn't, she like hates every, all the new TV shows because, you know, nowadays it's bad language and other situations. But I remember hearing like my grandma craft, like loves that show Scandal and she likes The Crown and she likes watching Monk. And, I think it's partly like also because of my mom and my grandma that I got in the monk and that was a great show but my grandma's like really up to date with like all the current shows and she's like she's awesome in technology like she has a fancy apple computer and she can do zoom calls with us now during this weird time so it's always nice that she can see us and she can you know, talk to us and everything. So, it's been really cool to, like, you know, like, over the years, like, on our birthdays and at Christmas, she always buys us random, uh, well, I remember back when we were kids, she bought us, like, Hess trucks, and she still does for the, for my, for her great-grandkids now, and and so that's all, that was always one of the traditions to get a Hess truck. And she always had a, until we were about, I don't know, 10 years old or so, she had stockings hung up for us. And that was always an extra awesome treat. I loved stockings. She was great at giving us stuff that we loved and specific things that like, you know, something that I'd like. Like maybe back then it was like a Simpsons pest dispenser or something like that. And she'd always find it and, you know, this, specific stuff that we'd that because that each seven of her grandsons have I mean, she never had a granddaughter seven grandsons now we finally have she has a great granddaughter so that's nice for everybody in the family to finally have a daughter around but like and she obviously did a great job at raising her four children starting with my mom Jan and so, like, <clears throat> you know, my mom was a great teacher and well-respected and everybody loves her. And then my Uncle Phil, who has a terrific job and has provided so much for his family. He's even got his own pool. Like, I love it. Like, his pool's so nice. And Uncle Phil is such a, he's such a great guy. And honestly, when I was younger, I was, I wasn't afraid of him, but I was more like, you know, like laid back or, or not laid back, more like tense around. I'm like, oh, he might yell at us. Even though like, like it, 
his, uh, his kids, like, were some of my best friends ever. And I don't know why, but, like, over the years, like, I've gotten to know Uncle Phil a lot more as I got older, which I think is just natural. And he's such a great guy, cares about, yeah, such a caring guy, he's, he's hilarious. And then we got my Uncle Tim, named after me, or I guess it was the opposite. Uncle Tim, and he's a great, He's been very successful, and he actually does uh, voiceover work as well. Well, not that I do, but he does voiceover work. So he's a great guy, and he, he drives an Audi, so yeah. Wowie, wowie, wow, wow, wow. I say that to that. Uncle Tim's just hilarious, and he's always up to date and everything current. Yeah, you know, I can always tell him uh, he's a big Mets fan, which I make fun of him for, because Mets are always like, oh, we're going to be good this year, and they're always terrible. Sorry. It's the truth. But anyway, and then, of course, Aunt Jen. They went from Jan, I'm like, ah, last kid. Well, I'm tired of figuring out names. Let's just go. Take out the A, add the E. Jen. Yeah, yeah, yes. That's how I imagine the naming of Jen went. Sorry. <laughs> Aunt Jen's a great aunt, and she's always kind of, She's been kind of a cool aunt. And like, you know, she let us get away with jumping off. Uh, higher things like into the pool, you know, nothing crazy, but climbing on like a, let's climb it on like a part of, lower part of the deck and jumping in the pool. Like she didn't encourage it, but she wouldn't go, go tattle on us and stuff like that. And then Jen's, yeah, and, that, and she's married now and has raised two great kids of her own, just as Uncle Phil has. And so, thank you, Grandma Craft, for everything that you've done for us and for being the matriarch of that side of the family. That means mom, or, wow, well, I should have stopped the matriarch. I would have sounded smarter. That would have sounded stupid. But thanks for everything that you still do every time. And yeah, we're all very look forward to when this ends and when we can see you again. And hopefully we'll have another nice Zoom call soon and I'll call you soon. So happy Mother's Day, Grandma Craft. Oh yeah, another thing Grandma Craft does is uh, make cards, like personalized cards. Like she's been, she's great with technology, as I said, and like she's great at making personalized cards. So this is my card for you, Grandma. Happy Mother's Day, and I'll see you soon. So this part is from our other Grandma, Grandma G, who I currently live with. I remember uh, the exact date I moved in with Grandma G, and there was a day after Super Bowl 50 uh, February 8th, 2016. I remember for some reason I'm like, oh, I'll stay at my parents until the day after the Super Bowl 50. Now it's the Super Bowl where Cam Newton, of course, uh, decided not to try to jump on the fumble. And Peyton Manning won a Super Bowl, his second Super Bowl in his career. Mainly due to his uh, defense, but he deserved it. Anyhow, so back in, let's see, 
earlier is mid-December 2015. My grandma lost my grandpa he passed away and so she was left alone in her, in her house and like she's like she wanted to see you know how it would be like she's she's been in a wheelchair for i'd say 15 years but like she can get up and cook and do stuff like that like she can still get around but you know after a while she gets tired but she just wanted to see how it was like just living by herself for a while and like she just needs some space to get over the passing away of my grandpa, which obviously we all needed needed time to get past that because it was kind of sudden. And he was a great guy. And like we'll talk about him more one day. But like she couldn't have married a better guy. She actually told me like when uh, she first met him because they met like in high school you know it's like at, at first she wasn't like really interested in him and she's like yeah like he's he's all right but like i like his uh roommate a little bit better or something like that but like his roommate had a crush on my grandma's roommate so my so they went out on a date and my grandpa asked my grandma again if she wanted to come along she's like well i got nothing else to do so she <laughs> went along for another date and like I said, my grandpa was uh, persistent in pursuing her, and over time, she grew to love him so much. My my grandpa says it was love at first sight for him. So, thankfully, they got together, or I wouldn't be here, and you wouldn't be listening to this. And what kind of life would that be? Not very fun. So, Grandma G, what to say about Grandma G? Like, she's kind of been my mom a little bit for the past four years since I moved in here. And, uh, like, she still makes a lot of dinners. And she still gets, you know, every day she gets up around 6, goes to bed around 9. She still follows the schedule. we got 5 o'clock dinner, early bird specials. But she doesn't, she never says she's a good cook, but she's a really good cook. She always says, like, oh, it's not that good. And, like, you taste it, it's delicious. And she's really great at uh, desserts, like pecan, like pecan pie. A lot of people around here don't know pecan pie. It's more of a Texas thing from where my grandma was born. And rhubarb pie and just anything my grandma makes is delicious, like, especially dessert-wise. Like, she has this uh, one pecan, like, brittle. It's, like all it's like sugar and butter and pecans and uh saltine crackers it's like that's like the best uh thing i could have if i could have like one dessert dress my life that would be it but like so my grandma was born in texas born and raised in texas for about 18 years so she lived and helped out on a farm and so she helped do a lot of the things around the farm and she grew up with uh, two older sisters and two younger brothers and they all you know she told me about some nights she remembers like by the time she got older they had electricity but she remembers uh, like like I guess she was probably 
three or four years old, didn't have any homework, but she remembers her sisters doing homework by candlelight and stuff like that. So my grandma is very old fashioned and how she lives her life, like, I don't know, like she, she always, I think it's the farmer in her, like she always uh, fixes things. You know, like we have a lot of, not a lot, but we have like a vacuum, you know, it breaks down sometimes, but she always knows some way to fix it. And like what, if you ever break anything, like you can take it to her and she'll figure out some way to fix it. And she'll submit, her hands aren't as good as they used to be, but she'll still find a way uh, to fix a lot of things. She's very creative in that way. And she's always been a great fix-it person. She's also a talented painter. There's a couple of paintings hung up in the house that she has painted over the years. It's been a while, but you know. And she's also a very good sewer as well. So I think there's like kept her busy and there's some of her hobbies are painting and sewing things for people. And my grandpa was a principal of a uh elementary school since from nineteen fifty seven till like nineteen ninety two. So she was always around to help out whenever he needed her help with things. And I'm sure she made a lot of stuff for dealt with my grandpa. <clears throat> and uh it's a sorry. It's got a mental block for a second. But yeah, like living with my grandma has been nothing but a treat. Like she got she lets me do, you know, do my own thing and she doesn't badger me if I don't come home at eleven o'clock. Like she knows I'll come home. And it's good for both of us. It's good for me to, you know, be here for her in case she needs help with something or she can't get something down or a few times when she's needed some help, but that's what happens when you get old. You need help. She's 88 years old and she's still kicking butt. She's in a wheelchair, but she still can get up and make dinner and do do everything. She's very, very, very driven. Like she's like super, like the toughest woman I've ever met. Like she had serious awful back problems like at least 10 years like probably longer than that and so like in those 10 years like you, you know like you'd never know like besides her like being in a wheelchair like, like but you never know like what the problem was because like because she never showed her pain she never complained like the only time that you know you could figure out that she was in pain is if if you ask her and she, she's like, ah, oh, it's probably a five or six, and probably like anybody else would be like a ten or a twelve on a pan scale. But she was like, she's just so tough. She never lets anything bring her down. Like I always, yeah, it's, I don't like saying it, but like, if my grandma would have died before my grandpa, I don't think my grandpa would have lasted long without her. Cause he was just so in love with her and so relying on her and like everything that he did was for her 
And I remember him telling me, like, when, a little bit, like, when we were getting older, I took my grandma to Walmart once when he was alive. He's like, take care of her. She's a, a special, special care, a special, a special package or something like that. Something funny. But, like, their love of it is a great story. Like, they were married for over, I think it was 62 years they were married. And, like, she said, like, they, like, I asked her about, like, if, you know, they ever fought or anything. Like, no, not really. Like, yeah, we disagreed every once in a while, but we never really fought about anything. And, like, they didn't have the easiest life. Like, you know, my grandpa being a principal, he didn't make the most money in the world. But they were fine and they moved around as well. Nebraska to, well they finally, the back to Texas for a little bit, then he got called to St. Paul's and Kingsville. And so like ever since 52 or 1950, yeah I think 1957, I think, they, that's when he started became the principal. And that's when they all moved here. Sorry, I don't know why I'm rambling about that again. But Grandma, she's always, she'll always be here for you. Like whenever, you know, you need to talk, you can just call her and she'll give you advice. And, you know, she's not gonna, uh, she's not gonna be mean, but she's not gonna say like, oh, it's okay. Like she'll give you her true advice and what she thinks she, you should do in that certain opinion. And it's funny, she's, she's old school, she doesn't like these new TV shows and all the bad language and dialogue. She likes every night, like if I'm home, we watch uh, Jeopardy and Wheel of Fortune together. And then we watch Andy Griffith sometime and Seinfeld, she does like Seinfeld. So that's always fun to watch with her. She, could, she loves Kramer, gets kicked out of Kramer as we all do. And that show's just so outrageous. And so fun watching with her. And we got her into Gold Rush. So like every Friday night, we watch Gold Rush together. So it's always cool to talk to her about it like the next day, because sometimes maybe she'll get tired, go upstairs, like fill her in, won't happen. But like, we have a great connection as well. You know, like some days I have bad days, and I guess, yeah, we all have bad days. But, you know, she's never yelled at me. I've never gotten mad at her. So I'm super happy that she let me move in. She's let me be a part of her life more the past four years. I mean, they've lived, you know, literally like across the street from us for the past uh, over 20 years. So we've always been close to them. They've, you know, they watched our doll Brandy when we went away and they always loved doing that. And the most special thing about my grandma, like, back, uh, like, she, you know, raised my dad. My dad's, like, one of the hardest working people I, I know. Like, he used to drive an hour back from work every day just to provide for his family. And so I'm thankful for him, and I'm thankful for my grandparents, grandma, for raising him, him right. And my grandma also had uh, my aunt, Aunt Valley, 
who was uh, had his Down syndrome or was mentally challenged. Saying that, like, she, you know, like my grandma, like, taught her a lot growing up. Like, she was, like, I've worked in the special ed field for a while now. And, like, Aunt Valley was always kind of high on the spectrum. And I attribute that to my grandparents, you know, like, teaching her just as they taught my dad and stuff. You know, like, sure, she had some limitations and learned things, but they didn't give up on, like, my Aunt Valerie was really good at sewing and she could play some songs on this little ukulele kind of thing. And she was, yeah. It's so my, like my grandma and grandpa, they uh, had my Aunt Valerie with, her, with them for over 50 years. And they finally made that, you know, off, yeah, not off. It was, it was a good decision, but like the, it's awful to make, you know, like my aunt had to go live in a, in a home with other people, with people with other disabilities just so that she could get better taken care of as she got older. Because like she started developing dementia and stuff like that. So like I applaud my grandma making that decision. Like it's, it's definitely super hard on them, but it was the right thing to do for my aunt and for them as well, because they were, in their 70s by then, it just wasn't feasible anymore. But she just was the best, like mom, like a lot of people, you know, back in the old days, like treated mentally challenged people as less. And like, it's not true at all. Like they're the same as we are. And if not, and they're better people than we are. They speak their, they speak their mind, they tell the truth. It's like if only we could all do that. And if only we could all respect each other like they do. And my grandma, like, you know, she saw the beauty of my my aunt. Like she never thought anything that anything like that that at all. And then she was born and raised in a Christian faith and still reads the Bible every night and still does goes to church every Sunday while we're once you can, and right now with COVID, we can, but we still watch it during breakfast. It's nice now, we can, we can pause past the Roman, and like, one day, like, there was like a squirrel doing like flips outside, I'm like, oh, pause. So they're like, hey, Grandma, look at that squirrel. <laughs> so we just watch the squirrel do flips. So I'm kind of afraid when we go back to church, I'll, that'll still be stuck in my mind. I'm like, ah, oh, pause. But anyhow. My grandma is an amazing woman. She's overcome like, like she had that back. I don't know if I talked about like it. I know she, I talked about the back back problem, but she had the back surgery, as well. Like which, even like if an NFL player went through it, like if they would have gone through a terrible like long recovery, which she had to go through. But after the back surgery last, like December, she had it, and she finally came home in like February, I believe, and like it took couple of weeks, you know, some therapy, PT and all that, but now she's like has no pain at all. And she's pretty much like, you know, if she, it was perfect timing. I mean, I mean, we wish she did it earlier, but I'm just so happy for her that, you know, she doesn't have any more pain. I'm sure she still has trouble, like getting up and stuff, and but that's just getting old.
It's going to happen to all of us. But it's so awesome to see her just not in pain anymore. Because, like, like, when we drive somewhere, like, if you hit a bump by accident, like, she'd grimace because just, like, any little thing would sit off her back. And she wouldn't say anything because, you know, she's just super strong. So thank you, Grandma, for always being there for me past, well, for all my life, especially past couple of years, like, helping me decide think, some important things about my life and what to do. And it's always being there for me and the grandkids and now the great-grandkids. I know Lucas loves seeing you. He loves when you play his little spider games with him. I'm sure Ellie will, too. So thank you for being there for me. And I can't wait for all the years to come. Because you got good genes. And I'm thankful for that. So thank you, Grandma, for being such a great grandma and slash mom to me. And I will talk to you in a few minutes. So this is a segment for my three ants. My three ants. They live together. It's Aunt Maureen and Jen and Aunt Valley forever. Okay, they don't live together. It just went along with my singing. But they are just three great women. And now I will be telling you why. This is the end of the weird song I just made. So I guess we'll start with my Aunt Valley. As if you listen to this in sections, you heard a little bit about Aunt Valley in the last segment with my grandma, G. My Aunt Valley was born with Down syndrome, or uh, I don't know what to say anymore, intellectually disabled. But like, <clears throat> she always kind of treated my brothers and I as her kids, I think, a little bit. Like I remember my grandparents went to um, one of their vacations, they always traveled throughout the world, like Ireland or whatever. And so my aunt stayed over with us for a week. And I remember, like, in, we had uh, three bedrooms, one for my parents, one for my brother Adam and I, and one for Brad. So Brad moved into our room. And I remember one night, I guess she thought we were sleeping, but, you know, the lights were all off. And she, like, comes, like, opens the door. She's like, yeah. And that's, uh, that's right there. That's Brad, and that's Adam, and that's Timmy. Yeah, they're, they're my, they're my, uh, three, three nephew, nephews. Nobody else. And like, you know, and she, like, closed the door, went back to her room. She always liked to be our only aunt, like, poor Aunt Jen. Like, whenever she'd come over, Aunt Jen's pictures would get, uh, taken down or put, like, face down. <laughs> so sorry, Aunt Jen. For some reason, Aunt Marie, like, she didn't see her as as a threat or something. I don't know. So, so I, don't know. I don't know why. Aunt Valley, she was awesome. She's part of the reason that, like, I think she's most of the reason that I work with uh, disabled kids throughout the years. Like, right now, I work one-on-one one -on -one with an autistic kid, and, like, I think all my experience with my aunt helped me like relate to these people, like to special needs people. So, 
like when I was, ever since I was like probably six or seven years old, you know, like we'd come over here to my grandparents' house and my grandparents would come over to my parents' house with my Aunt Valley. And like after dinner, you know, all the grown, grown ups would be talking grown up stuff. And I was like, hey, Timmy, come over here. I got something to tell you. And like she always like uh, whisper me like secrets about like her work or about stuff that happened at home. She's like, yeah. And then I watched the, the television show, Mary Tyler Moore. And then she was doing a backflip. She threw her hat in the air. And she always tell me about her best friend from work, Sue. She told say like she always for some reason invited me invited me over there to talk to her. And so we always had a special connection from when I was about seven to twenty twenty or so years old. We were all she always wanted to tell me stuff and we always had fun. I remember one time like like she would always be you know, like she'd be so worried when my grandparents went to the hospital, you know, for if they had like a knee procedure or stuff like that. But like they'd be gone for a few days and she'd visit but then, you know, still at night. Like we'd st stay with her. And I remember she wasn't like very fond of my mom at some some point. Because like my mom would say something like that my aunt didn't agree with, like it's time for bed. And she's like, Hey Timmy, I need you to go go in that go in the other room and tell your mom, be quiet. And Tell my mom to come home. So I went in the other room and pretended to tell my mom to to be quiet. So I come back. I'm like, all right. I told her, she's like, thanks. It was like a, it was the most genuine thanks I've ever received in my life. Like she was so grateful that like I did that. And like she was such, she was hilarious. She was always, she, she always was funny, and she'd uh, every Fourth of July she'd sit up. In this room that I'm in now, and look at the fireworks and be singing Fourth of July songs. And you know, we'd be down on deck and could hear her. And she was definitely a performer. She loved to sing. She loved to pretend that she was uh, people from TV like Monica from Touch Pine Angel. And she, you know, she always cared about us, Grant her nephews, she'd buy us gifts at Christmas. And I remember one Christmas she got Brad a Dallas Cowboys fitted cap, pretty fancy. She got me a Washington Nationals cap I still have and I wore this year when the Capitals, I'm not the Capitals, Washington Nationals baseball cap. And I wore that this year when they won. And she just got, got Adam to plane. A plain blue cap, no logo or anything. It was just so funny. Like Brad was like some fitted fancy cap, and I was a new Washington Nationals. I'm like, oh, that's pretty awesome. And I was just some random blue cap, no logo, no. Like I don't even think like the designer's name was on it. Yeah, that was hilarious. And so like Aunt Valley, sadly, over the years got. Dementia the past five years or so, and she sadly passed away this past September. But you know she's in heaven. She's always a great believer in God. 
Like my grandma nature to always read her stories about God and she always loved coming to church to see Pastor Woolman. She always gave him a big hug. She wanted a fan of Pastor Zero off. It's like when he came, it's like, like you get out of here. Pastor Woolman's a man. So thank you, Aunt Valley, for being a great aunt. We'll see you one day again. And they're having fun in heaven with Grandpa. Gainer, crap, and Mamie. And so, next we'll go to Aunt Jen. Aunt Jen, you've raised two great, great kids. You got one who's like a music prodigy. My cousin. My cousin, David. You know, David's such a great kid and such a, like, so easy to talk to him. And, you know, it's a lot of fun at the beach, like, because David, he's awesome at catching waves. He's like the wave master. And I'm sure that, you know, like, he's become this great kid because of how you and Uncle Dave raised him. And he's very talented, so he gets that from somewhere. So I'm going to give you credit. Sorry, Uncle Dave. And also with Jake, like he has been, you know, such a patient and caring mom for Jake. And Jake's always, you know, he's always around for, give us some uh, ridiculous quote to laugh about. And Jake's always, he's such a great kid. He cares about, you know, all of us so much. And that shows a lot to you that, you know, even though Jake may be autistic and stuff, like he never gave up on him, and, which obviously I would have never expected to do. But Jake is, you know, he's so cool. Like he, you can ask Jake, okay, Jake, uh, when's, uh, like someone like brand new, like in the family, like let's, when's uh, Rebecca's birthday? She's like, February 12th. Sorry, Rebecca, I think your birthday's in February sometime, but I only get to 12, but I don't know, that could be way off, but Jake, Jake knows. And like, I remember he texted me like one day that on my birthday, first thing that Jake said, it's like, that's Timmy's birthday. It's like 6 a.m. in the morning. And I'm down here in Maryland just sleeping away. Like Jake's already knowing it's my birthday. And so it was fun this past year. You guys went to visit uh, David and like Jake's like they're, they're coming home right mom she's coming home like he cares about you so much and like he relies on you for so much and it's so great that you've been there for him and that you guys are still and, and like you know you do all the research and what else you can do to help And I remember in the young, our younger years, he'd come down and watch us, take care of us. And we had a lot of fun times. I remember them all too well, because I was pretty young. But I remember being the ring bearer at Uncle Dave and yours wedding with Jonathan. And we looked pretty good in our fancy uh, little mini tuxes or in our pink little ties, I think, or something like that. There's a picture around. So thanks for including us in the wedding. I think that was 
I mean, it must have been my first wedding. It's the first wedding I remember. And so, I know you got a lot to deal with Uncle Dave <laughs> and his love for the poor old Phillies. Poor Uncle Dave. That'll be okay. They'll have Bryce Harper running the team 12 more years. But Uncle Dave has been, like he found a great man there as well. So he obviously made great choices. Choices. Besides like my brother Brad and my dad, Uncle Dave, like he's the one in the family I can, and Uncle Tim knows a lot about baseball. Nothing against you Uncle Tim, sorry. Uncle Dave knows about like every sport I can, you know, every time I see him, I can talk to him about like, oh, did you see the the NBA game last night? Like the Pistons versus the Rockets, I don't know. Like he's in there like, oh man, like James Harden's like, it's the best player in the league. I don't think I'd say that. Like I, either of us would, would say that, but just giving an example about Uncle Dave knows his sports better than anybody else in the family, I'd say. Besides, possibly my me and my brother and my dad, I don't know. We'll have to have a fam family sports duo. Or uh, not a duo, a game. But anyway, it doesn't matter. But just know that you made such a great impact on David and Jake. <clears throat> and the rest of us as well. You're always around that, you know, you're you're more down to do random stuff with us. It's like, you know, when we need like uh still, because it's good to have somebody with us at the beach just in case something happens. You're always down to come down and watch us at the beach and stuff like that. And you always help you're always down to do whatever. You're more you're more the laid back craft. And so I appreciate all the stuff you've done for me throughout the years. And I remember at one birthday we went to How to Grace. My my parents abandoned me. Very rude. For some wedding. Yeah. And we went to Have the Grace and we had celebrate my birthday. So I appreciate that as well and all the cards every year and everything that you guys send. Thank you for always being there for me. And even like the text that I know I can text you about stuff too. And you won't judge me or go tell my mom. So now we move on to Aunt Maureen. What's there to say about Aunt Maureen? Not much. Alright. Anyway, just kidding. Aunt Maureen. We call her, her nickname is Maud. The only reason is that is because my cousin and I are watching a we skipped church so <laughs> we were visiting each other and like we were leaving pretty much right after church and like ah, we're just gonna hang out together so we skipped church and we were watching some like random like it was, i think it was archie bunker was on it's like it was like 10 o'clock was coming on and so like this show came on like we'd never seen it before it's, and you know it's called maud and as that lady Godiva was a free freedom rider, she didn't care if the whole world looked good. And it goes on for like five minutes. Okay, maybe not that long, but the theme music is hilarious. It's just pictures of this, uh, I forget what her name is. Um, she's from the Golden Girls. Of her playing a character named Maude. But it was just like, every like thing in the uh, theme music was like her walking with a coffee cup. 
And that's like, I mean, Aunt Maureen loves her coffee. Like, she has tons of coffee cups. And like, yeah, she can, that's like the one thing that she don't, she doesn't need anymore. Like, that was like the one thing people would buy for her forever because everyone knows that she loves coffee. So, and then like, we got Maude a sun hat because in the, Maude in the show loves sun hats. We got Aunt Maureen a sun hat. Net Marines, you know, she's kind of treating me as her adopted third child as well. It's like we've been like one one year, like I was complaining about uh, not fancy toilet paper in my house. Like she gave me, she made me a stocking and gave me some two ply fancy toilet paper. And ever since then, every year, she still gives gives me a stocking, pretty much the same things as her kids get. And so like and she's always Aunt Marine like and I like a lot of the same T V shows, uh, the good the good place and superstore. So we always can talk about those and from the night before and have fun with that. And we can always joke around with each other. We started playing a car or birthday car game. I don't know who started, probably me. Just like ridiculous things for each other's birthdays. Like I gave her a happy 100 year birthday card when she probably turned like 50 or something like that. Just mess with her. So we always have a good time when we hang out and you know, like we watch Simpsons together and play like, you know, with Matthew and Jonathan, her two great sons and Uncle Phil, her great husband. We all play, Uncle Phil doesn't, he doesn't play all the time, but he likes to, you know, he loves listening along as well. When we play the new online games now, we could play, they're hilarious, but also the old classic categories and the classic lines that we made in categories. And so, Aunt Marine's always there to, you know, I can make a cruder joke around her and not feel like, you know, not feel as weird about it. I, I don't feel weird about it at all. Cause she like to just roll, she rolls with it, rolls with the punches and gets you right back. So, Marine like lets me stay over there now. Even though her kids are moved out, but like I need somewhere to stay. She always has, has a place for me. And we always have tons of fun when I'm over there. Now. And like, they usually go to the beach once a year and they always invite me and then we go, you know, so that's always, you know, even just doing puzzles at the beach. I remember we did like three or four puzzles that one year and that was just a lot of fun just because we were doing it with the family, with my favorite cousin, sorry, John, David, and Jake, Matthew. Matthew and me are like twins pretty much. We always like the same kind of stuff and... So like me and Matthew and her and Rebecca now, Matthew's girlfriend, we can all go out and just do a puzzle together and just have a great time just doing something ridiculous like a puzzle. And then mini golfing on the boardwalk and just hanging out. So it's been a lot of fun and a lot of fun years to come. We'll just keep politics out of the discussion because 
politics are stupid anyway. No reason to talk about them. Sorry I brought it up. So thank you guys so much for being my aunt. I couldn't ask for any better aunts in the world. Except... <laughs> I was going to make a dumb joke. But I won't. So thanks again. And I'll see y'all soon. <laughs> so next I'll be talking about my two sisters. I never had sisters before. But then my brothers got married. So I got two sisters. What a world. So first we'll talk about the first sister I ever got. Her name is Anna. She was born in Sao Paulo, Brazil. And she came over to America when she was, I don't know exactly when, but when she was uh, around 20-ish, I'd say. And she came over by herself, you know, just to try to, I guess, just also something about the American dream. Yeah, it's a, people to always talk about the American dream and stuff like that. And she always wanted to live in America. So she came over here and was like a nanny to two kids. And she was kind of like their mom because like their mom would go off to work every day and Anna was there to help these kids grow up and learn. And I'm sure that they appreciate her. And even though it's been a while, they still think about her and appreciate everything that she did for them. And I'm sure she was a great nanny. And then around 2009, I, I don't know, like, I think that's like when the family first met Anna and we heard about, hey, guess what, Brad Satan's I'm like, no way, not Brad. I'm just kidding, Brad. And uh, so like, I do remember the occasion that we met. I don't remember the exact year, but like I'm pretty sure it was a, uh, it was an Easter that you came up and like, you know, it was the family plus grandma and grandpa G. And I know like you made a great connection with everybody that day, like the grandma and grandma loved you from the beginning. <clears throat> and as they still do, as they still do and always will. Just like the rest of the family as well. And so I remember when you came into our lives, I don't remember the exact year, but I'm not good with years. Don't judge me all that. But I remember you brought a different, you know, perspective in life to our family. Until then, we've just been this <laughs> foreign white middle class family. And you got Anna from Brazil. It's kind of awesome to hear about, you know, how life is in Brazil and how things are different there than they are here now you grew up and how that you're so brave to come over here by yourself and thankfully you did because now you got to keep Brad in line it's hard to do but you've done a good job again just kidding Brad I'm sorry I don't mean it but Anna and Brad they have a lovely house and the down in North Carolina, lovely dog Paloma, who I almost let get away once. And that was scary, but we found her. I mean, she came back and everything's okay. Paloma's still a fun little doggy. She's so fun, she's coming up and lick you all the time and all that. 
you know, and Brad got married back in 2011. And that was a whole bunch of fun. And was a great dancer, and she was dancing up a storm on the floor. We had a lot of fun. So, and then this past year, and you know, Brad invited uh, my parents and, and for anyone who wanted to come to come to Hawaii with them because they'd been before. So that was lots of fun. Like we met each other in Hawaii at the resort, and we had so much fun going on little trips and excursions together, going out to eat together, and going just going to the beach and seeing all the fish in the water. So I appreciate you guys convincing me to actually do it. And for Anna, you know, like she pushed me kind of like, you know, if I can come to America by myself, you can fly to, you can fly to Hawaii with the family, you know. So thank you, Anna, for everything that you do and always being there if I need to talk to you. And then, <clears throat> I think at Brad and Adam's wedding, Brad and Anna's wedding, is when I met Alyssa for the first time, Adam's now wife. And so I got to know Alyssa over the time. And I remember going to her apartment one time and she had Moose Cat. And Moose Cat was very nice to me and her, she has a dog, Jax, both of her still still around and doing, doing their thing. And, you know, Jax is great, he's hilarious. He gets so excited to see, like he, he loves Alyssa, like he follow Alyssa around everywhere she goes. So, like, you know, I got, when I first met Alyssa, I kind of knew that her and Adam would probably get married. There's something about them, they seem like a good fit, and they obviously are. Because, you know, they just, they always have fun whenever I'm over there. And they, they invite me to stay for the weekend and it's a whole bunch of fun. We go on random adventures like trails and going to see Christmas lights. Eventually we'll go to this theme place once Kobe gets over. Nah, or it's like a Chuck E. Cheese for adults, I forget what it's called. But anyway, that's going to be a lot of fun. And the end is I mean, Alyssa's been <clears throat> around for a lot of our family trips to the ocean. And she's not, she ain't scared. Like, I remember her just dive right into the ocean. Where some, the rest of us were like, I don't know, it's a little strong today. And, but, yeah, didn't, I mean, Alyssa didn't care. Well, she cared, but, you know, she was more brave than the rest of us. And so she's always been there, and like I, I can always text her if I'm having girl problems. Well, not, you know, not me girl problems, but like problems when I'm dating a girl. You know, she can always give me advice that like, you know, when to, you know, when to give up on somebody or try something else or what to do on a plan what to plan for and go on a date with some girl and stuff like that. She's always, you know, interested to see how everything goes. And, you know, if I have a date, like she'll text me right afterward, how'd everything go and all that jazz. And then 
her and Adam had Lucas and Ellie and Alyssa's tremendous mom to them. Like Lucas is very advanced. He's a super smart kid and he's hilarious. And Ellie, she's starting to walk now and she's awesome. And I can't wait to see her soon. It's been too long. It's gonna seem like she's grown up like ten years by the time I see her. But Alyssa has always been there for you know, Adam and the kids. And like, you know, she's always been great. Like, she's always been like a, she's like turned to, like, just like a really good friend to me as well. Like, I can talk to her about anything without, you know, not have to worry about her telling other people, I guess what Timmy has panic attacks and stuff like that. Like, she, she understands and she's a nurse and, I go to her if I'm having some, I don't know, some medical issue. Like, he's the first person I contact. And Alyssa and I are kind of the same in our comedy. Like, we like the same show. Like, I better call Salsa not a comedy, but we like a lot of the same shows. And I remember one time, uh, Jax, it was, it was at Easter as well, I believe. Everything happened at Easter, apparently, with this family. Uh, like, my dad was praying, and Jack's, like, whenever and started uh, licking my dad's hand as he was praying, and Alyssa and I just both burst out laughing. <laughs> and I remember, uh, so, so I thank you for laughing along with me, because I felt like a jerk laughing, but it felt better to know someone else was there with me. <laughs> and so my, you know, they couldn't get too mad at me, because Alyssa was laughing, and so, you know, if, if it's just one of us, you can get mad at us, but God turns back. And so I know that you and Adam are great for each other, and I'm thankful they found you, just as I'm thankful that Brad found Anna, and that they're perfect for each other, and that I'm thankful for you guys being in my life. So happy Mother's Day to you guys in your own ways. And I look forward to seeing you guys soon. And now I'd like to wish a happy Mother's Day to Mimi. Mimi sadly passed away in 2018, but she was also like my third grandmother. She always called me her adopted grandson. So I always felt special whenever I went over there. She'd always ask me how I was doing and she usually greeted me with, Timmy, 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 where you been? Or, you know, if I've been around, Timmy, 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 there's my little guy. And yes, I'm doing impressions of her voice because maybe had a very awesome voice. Like, hey, hon, how you doing? She was the best. Like, maybe, like, it's funny, like, the little things, like, yeah, like you don't remember like you remember doing, but you don't think it means much to people. It means a lot. Like I remember my mom, like Mimi had surgery back when I was like a junior in high school, like on her knee. So I remember my mom like picked me up from school and we went over to see her at the hospital and I gave her some, uh, some flowers. And like, you know, like, I didn't think much of it, you know, like, Yes, it's nice to go see her, but like, I, you know, it's just something that you do for someone that you care about. 
like I remember even like a year or so before Mimi died, like like I was over there and there's some woman I didn't know. It's like, ah, oh, this is Timmy. Back when he was younger, he brought me flowers and it was so nice. It's like her and I, great connection. Every time I come over, I could talk to her for hours upon end, you know, about anything. Like maybe it was like a great sports fan. She was in the sports, like, you know, sports more than any old person that I know. Like she knew all the all the Ravens and she knew all the Orioles. Like JJ Hardy was one of her favorite players. She loved the bobbleheads of the players. And like it, she knew what was happening. Like she definitely knew what was going on. <clears throat> and she'd uh did always root for the Orioles even in their terrible years. Which as any fan should have, but she was a true true fan of the Orioles and the Ravens. She always was up there, like we were downstairs playing games sometimes. We could hear her like, oh no, <laughs> something bad was happening. <laughs> or, you know, but she was always there to offer, like she was a great cook as well. And she'd, at Christmas, she'd make a whole bunch of Christmas cookies. And she was the first person ever give me a pit, pit sale. I was like, what in the world is a pit sale? And it's a delicious Italian cookie. And so like, she made them perfect, and so she always sent me home with like a bag of pitzels. Here's your pitzels, Timmy. Don't, don't share them with everybody. And maybe I missed her. She was just so fun to go talk to. I remember being in the hospital with her before she died. It was just me and her, and she just, you know, we just talked about life in general. And she was asking me about what I was doing and what I planned to do and talk about if I was dating any girls and all this, that. She's, she always told me to wait till, wait till in, you're in your 30s, which I listened maybe, maybe not by design, but I listened. I didn't marry anyone until I'm 30. It might not be till 40, it might, might not be till ever, I don't know. But I listened to you. And so, she was, she was there. She was kind of like Brad and my buddy Brad there, and uh, mom as well. Along with their mom, she was like another mom, and she always took care of their lunches for school and stuff like that. And she was always there to help them out. And you know, I knew Darren could always go there, over there, well, and talk to her about any problems he was having. Not saying you have a lot of problems there. I love her. Just she was just great in general. Just a great person to talk to if you're having any trouble with anything. Like she'd always listen and always give her advice, and she wouldn't hold back. She'd tell you the truth. She'd tell you, "Dump that girl because she's taking advantage of you." She'd tell you, "You're being stupid." Like didn't matter. She, she you know, she believe what she believed and she would tell you 100% but she was the sweetest person like you know she always gave me like Valentine's Day cards and birthday cards and Christmas cards and I'd always say wish I had more to give you I'm like you don't have to give me anything and when they went on the cruises they always bought me a shirt from wherever they went she was always there 
and I miss her. Send me happy Mother's Day. I can't wait to see you again one day. And just know that we'll never forget you. And that Darren and Brad are doing great. And of course, they'll never forget you. And they'll remember everything that you taught them. And they're continuing making you proud as they, as they always did. I know you love them. I'll try to do the same. And thanks for being my third grandma. Other random mothers. Well, they're not really random. I just know these people throughout my life. They, I met them at school, at work, and riding on a bike. I don't really know where that song is going, but here's a shout out to all the other Muslims I know and doing a great job. The song's over now. Alright, first off, we'll shout out to Katie. I've known Katie since she was, well, since I was in the ninth grade. And she married one of my good friends, Joseph. Joseph! Um, and so, they're a great couple. And Katie has always been very, you know, very nice and easy to talk to. Like, I, you know, I, I get along with Katie very well and I can talk to her about most things. I mean, it's been a while, but they got kids now. Like, that's what happens. So, hopefully after this pandemic, we can all get together with Adam and the gang and we can all hang out. But I know Katie's been doing a great job raising her two kids and being a great mom and teaching her kids all the stuff that they need to be taught. And I know that their kids will be very smart and Katie's on top of everything and that she keeps Joe in line, which is hard to do. So shout out to Katie and thank you, Joe, for the $25 to make the shout out. I appreciate it. It'll go in the Code Red Fund. And next, like, oh man, this guy, he must have done something really bad. He paid me $250 for this shout out. This comes from uh, my, my good old friend, Jassy Jeff, to Mary, his wife. Jeff would like to say that Mary has done such a great job raising their daughter. And Mary is really awesome. I got to know Mary her past, I guess, five, six years. And she's just like so down to earth and talk to her about anything. Just so easy to talk to. And it's always, I remember just at uh, Lucas' birthday party this year. So fun just to hang out with you guys as a family and to see you guys and how you you know, interacted with your daughter. And so I'm so glad that Jeff found you, Mary. And so happy Mother's Day. And Jeff, thanks again for that $250. Wink, wink. Next, we'll give a shout out to my friend Hawk Logan's wife. Her name is Jess. I've actually known Jess longer than Logan. Take that, Logan. But you're better than me. Anyway. So, Jess and I used to, well, I still work there with Logan at uh, the branch. And Jess has always been very kind to me. Like, I could always go to her with my girl problems back in the mountain days, or, you know, the mountain days. You know, those specific hostess I liked, which you probably remember. 
but Jess was always there to tell me, give me advice and stuff. And then she and Logan met and married. And Jess and Logan have two kids. And their kids are great and they're very polite and really nice kids. And I remember going to their wedding this past year, which was like one of the most fun weddings I've ever been to. It was just so laid back and it was a safe chill. And I had such a great time. So thanks again for inviting me. And I remember like your daughter was like, Oh, I know you're coming. How are you doing? Like she's just so polite and nice. And your guys' son's growing up to be a great, great little guy as a, you know, of course he is. And I see him getting, catching fish already and doing what is loving boys estate. And I know Logan would be lost without you. Sorry, Logan. Especially with raising kids. So, this shout out to Jess from Hawk Logan. He only gave me uh, 25 cents, so. Logan's a good guy. Just kidding. These are all great guys that I'm talking about. But, yep. And I, uh, uh, yes. Jess, I also appreciate you letting me watch your dog since, you know, like you're in that business. So I appreciate that you think, you know, that you can trust me watching your dogs. And I'm excited to meet your new, new dog, Hannah. And I love your dog, Lily, and of course, Logan's dog, Bailey. I'm sorry about no more betta fish, because I apparently don't know how to feed betta fish, but he, he survived until after a few months I left. But sorry about him. But thanks again, so shout out to Jess. Also, shout out to my Aunt Thelma. She's been around since I was a little, for my whole life, or my mom and best friends. I've gone over to their house so many times. She's made me cookies so many times. She plays games with us. And, you know, she's, she's always been there. She's, she was a teacher. She taught me fourth grade. And I had so much fun in that class. I remember all the, especially all the math quizzes that we did. I always tried to be number one. It was usually Adam Sauter or I who finished one or two. But it was always, you know, a lot of fun in that class. It was always good competition and learned a lot. And I still love going over to your house now and and hanging out with your son. It's been a lot of fun over the years. So I hope we can do that again soon. And also, thanks for being my godmother. As well as Aunt Nan, thank you for being my godmother too. Also to Dwight's mom for letting Dwight always come over to my house and letting Dwight spend countless nights fixing stuff I break because Dwight's a super fixer, especially when it comes to cars. And Dwight's one of the, Dwight's like my best friend ever, even though like we have like not much in common besides like TV. It's funny, like Dwight doesn't like sports, I love sports, but so thank you Miss Hofstetter for, I mean Miss, for raising Dwight so well. He's such a great kid who cares about everybody. And also Miss Marianne, thanks for always buying me food if I need, even though like half time you have to force me to get it because I always feel bad. And thanks for letting me 
watch your dog as well and uh and your son right now like we've you and i have <clears throat> uh i know you've had a rough time during this quarantine but it'll be over soon and then we can get back to still having crazy times and having a, lot, a whole bunch of fun because i know you you love hanging out with your kids and your puppy and and your husband so i'm glad that you have all them to be with who else and also shout out to my friend z who's raised two kids as well z's one of my really good friends text her all the time. We used to work together. And now she invites me out to places sometimes and gets me to go out to places. Which I usually don't go. I mean I go, but not you know, I wouldn't go by myself. So thanks for always being a good friend and you're a great mom dear two kids. And I could see your dedication and your caring all the time. That you spend uh, hours doing homework with your kids and learning with them as well. So happy Mother's Day to all of you guys. And thank you all for coming to the show. I don't know what that meant. Um, so happy Mother's Day to every, everyone out there. Everyone in the world. Who's a mother? Or is a mother to animals as well? Shout out to uh, Rebecca. Who's a great mom of five guinea pigs. Who sweet a lot. And three great cats. And shout out to all the mothers that are who I know. You're doing great. And we couldn't do it without you. Trust me. Us guys would be lost. Now we have a special Sports prediction for today's Mother's Day. My sports prediction of the day. Mother's Day edition. So, Jacinta Clowney was a pretty much a single mother her whole life. She has been the processing technician at a, a Frito-Lay plant in Charlotte, North Carolina. Her son is Jadavion Clowney, who has played for the Houston Texans and the uh, Seattle Seahawks, my favorite football team. He was actually drafted number one overall in the 2014 NFL Draft. So she sacrificed a lot. And Clowney, I hope now he is paying her back. Well, to my prediction, as much as I love Clowney and I wish he'd stay in Seattle because he's a great player, I believe that with everything as it's going right now, that Clowney will end up playing for another green team which make my cousin Matthew very happy for the Philadelphia Eagles. So there you have it. David Clowney will be an Eagle before the season starts. So thank you all again for listening. And happy Mother's Day to all the mothers out there in the world. Happy Mother's Day from Brooklyn Bridge to McCovey Cove and all around the world. And now it goes. Happy Mother's Day. <laughs>